Welcome to the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. This is Colby Wood. And on this podcast, we take a deep dive into medical sales and in particular, orthopedic medical sales, where I do my best to share with you everything that I have learned up to this point and document really the day-to-day sales calls and meetings and interactions I'm having so that you can learn from my experiences and hopefully help you become more successful in your career as well. So without any further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode, and uh, this is going to be the Anatomy on the Go episode number two, and uh, there was there were a decent amount of listens to the first one, um, so we're going to try another one, and uh, I'm not sure when you're going to be listening to this one, but hopefully it'll be, it'll be helpful. Uh, we're, we'll stay on the shoulder to start, so I want to talk about the labrum. So the anatomy of the labrum and the capsule in, uh, in this podcast. So, so first and foremost, we're still talking about the glenohumeral joint. The, glen- the glenohumeral joint is the ball and socket joint of the shoulder. Now, the key difference between the glenohumeral joint and the hip, for example, because they're both ball and socket joints. The fundamental difference is that the glenoid, which is the socket portion of the ball and socket joint in the shoulder is a lot more shallow and a lot less deep than the acetabulum in the hip, meaning that the stability of the ball and socket joint is it's going to be a lot less stable from a bony anatomy perspective. So the deeper that the socket is, the more stable the joint is going to be. But as you increase stability, you're going to decrease range of motion. And so the shoulder joint, you've got essentially 360 degrees of uh, motion around the joint, which is good. It allows us to do, to do a lot of things that we can with our arms that we couldn't do with our legs. But that's at the cost of stability. And so what our anatomy does for us in the shoulder is that we use the soft tissue structures around the glenohumeral joint to aid in the stability of the joint. So instead of using bony anatomy to increase stability. We use soft tissue anatomy to increase that stability. And so there are two, there are two different uh, stabilizers, uh, two different class of classifications of stabilizers. You can have static and you can have dynamic stabilizers. The static stabilizers are going to be ligaments, okay? Ligaments because we, we don't have any voluntary movement of ligaments. And they're much more rigid. They have less elasticity than tendons. Tendons are your, are your dynamic stabilizers because you can actually fire a muscle, which is going to pull on the tendon and move the bone. But you're not going to be, you can't move a ligament. A ligament just is what it is. It's a, it's a relatively rigid band of tissue that's going to hold joints together. So when we were talking about the labrum and the capsule, we were talking about static stabilizers because you can't move your labrum. Right, you you can you can uh, tug on you can manually and intentionally move your different rotator cuff tendons because you have control of those, but you can't do that with the labrum. And so the labrum is the static stabilizer, and the and the capsule are static stabilizers of the shoulder. And so what effectively the labrum does, and and the when we're talking about doing repairs in the shoulder, the labrum and the capsule are. Uh, you don't think of them necessarily as one unit, but you, when you're doing a repair for, 
for instability in the shoulder. You're going to address both at the same time, um, but they are distinct structures. So I'll start with the labrum. The labrum is essentially the band of tissue that surrounds the glenoid rim uh, in essentially 360 degrees. There are odd scenarios where you don't have full coverage of the labrum around the glenoid rim, but the majority of the time it surrounds the glenoid rim roughly 360 degrees around. And what it's doing is it's adding depth to the socket, right? So the glenoid is a very shallow bone, right? So you don't have a whole lot of bony stability. And so what happens is by adding this soft tissue around the rim of the glenoid, you're, you're effectively deepening the socket that the humeral head is sitting in. And so you're using that soft tissue bumper, so to speak, that soft tissue bumper, which is the labrum around the glenoid, to effectively deepen the socket and increase uh, stability of the joint. And so that's what the labrum does. Um, so when you're doing labor repairs, what's happening is, well, I guess when, you're, when, you, when you tear your labrum, what's happening is that, that piece of tissue is being torn away from the glenoid rim. And you have to essentially uh, use suture anchors and reapproximate the labrum onto the glenoid rim. You're trying to recreate um, you know, stability of the tissue first and foremost, but also depending on where you're at in the labrum, uh, recreating that bumper effect because you're trying to increase stability in the joint. Now, the other piece of the pie is, uh, are the capsular ligaments. And the capsular ligaments essentially surround the glenohumeral joint on all sides. So, uh, so you've got the labrum that sits directly around the glenoid rim, but then sitting just outside of those are where your capsular ligaments start. And your capsular ligaments surround the joint completely because within the capsule is where the synovial fluid of the joint is going to be. That's how the synovial fluid is contained in the joint. So you don't just have capsule on one side or the other. You have capsule surrounding the whole joint because it has to have that. That's effectively keeping the synovial fluid in the joint and your synovial fluid is what lubricates the joint so that you can essentially move your shoulder through 360 degrees without feeling uh, friction. So that's what the capsule does. But, but what it also does, because it's surrounding the, the joint completely, obviously that adds in, in uh, stability of the joint because it's a static stabilizer. So you don't have a whole lot of elasticity in those ligaments. They're, they're relatively rigid compared to uh, tendons. And so you've got a number of important ligaments that surround the shoulder joint. Uh, you know, your middle glenohumeral ligament, your inferior glenohumeral ligament, and your superior glenohumeral ligament all play kind of different roles. And so you have different, what we would call them are different ligaments, but they all together make up the joint capsule. And so what happens when you have an unstable shoulder and why you're coming in for a labor repair um, or, you know, an instability repair is not only have you uh, lost the, the depth of the... Uh, depth of the glenoid socket due to the tear in the labrum. So you're trying to reapproximate the labrum and increase the depth of the glenoid. But you're also trying to, uh, in many cases, in many cases, tighten up the capsular ligaments. Because when you have an unstable shoulder, it's a combination of not having as deep of a socket, but also the surrounding structures not being as tight as they should be. 
Now there's obviously a balance here because the tighter it is, the less range of motion you have. So, you know, if you're operating on a, uh, on a, on an overhand athlete, so you're operating on a pitcher, you're probably going to be willing to take a more lax shoulder or a loose, more loose shoulder, um, or, you know, more loose capsular ligaments than you would somebody that is not an overhand athlete, because yeah, you're going to give up, um, stability, but that pitcher needs range of motion and flexibility in the shoulder joint to be able to throw. You know, if you tighten the shoulder joint too much and you tighten up the capsular ligaments, they're not going to be able to get their arm up into the position that they need to, or they're not, they're, they're going to lose range of motion and, or they're going to lose velocity on their pitches. You know, but if you're working on, let's say like a lineman in football, that lineman's not throwing the ball. They don't need great range. I mean, you obviously want range of motion, but you're going to err on the side, maybe in that case, of having more tight of capsular ligaments. So if you're doing a repair, you might be a little bit more concerned. I need more stability in this player's shoulder than I do range of motion because more or less their arms are going to be pretty much in tight when they're trying to defend the, uh, the defensive linemen that are running at them. And so there are, there are considerations to make on how tight do you repair the capsule or lack thereof, you know, when should you repair the capsule, whatnot, but understand that, you know, the, the, the glenohumeral joint capsule is what sits around the, and encapsulates the entire glenohumeral joint. Understand that anatomically speaking, we talked about the rotator cuff on the first episode, the rotator cuff sits directly outside or directly superficial would be the, the formal term to the joint capsule. So if you took away the rotator cuff tendons, you would then be looking at the joint cap joint capsule. If you then took away the joint capsule, then you would see the actual glenohumeral joint with the labrum surrounding the glenoid. And so that's, you know, if you're thinking about it in layers, the, the bony anatomy is the first layer. Then you have the labrum that surrounds the glenoid then moving out, you have the joint capsule, the capsular ligaments, and then out from there is where you have the rotator cuff tendons. So your static stabilizers sit immediately on top of the bony anatomy, and then your dynamic stabilizers, and, and this goes for all the joints, your dynamic stabilizers then sit directly outside your static stabilizers. So, you know, the, the supraspinatus tendon is going to sit on top of or su uh, superficial to the superior glenohumeral ligament, if that communicates. And your middle glenohumeral ligament and your inferior glenohumeral ligament are going to sit underneath or deep to your subscapularis tendon, because your, your subscapularis is going to be your dynamic stabilizer, stabilizer that sits outside the joint capsule. And so that joint capsule is what's, um, what sits right on top of the bone, connecting the bones, but also holding in that synovial fluid. So, um, so that is more or less the labrum in the shoulder, as well as the joint capsule. Um, obviously, based on different joints in the body, you're not always going to have a labrum, but each joint that you have is going to have a joint capsule around it that's going to hold the synovial fluid in place so that you can move that joint without any uh, friction. So that is the shoulder labrum and the capsule, and that's probably as good as I can do, at least for this first attempt uh, on the anatomy on the go podcast. So hopefully this is helpful. And again, like I mentioned on the last one, if these types of podcasts are productive, even though I know mentally you, you're trying to build in your mind's eye, 
the anatomy as, as I'm talking through this, you want to be able to build in your mind's eye what you, how you know the anatomy in three dimensions. And I understand that visually you need to be able to see it as well. That's kind of what the online training course is for, but, um, hopefully it's helpful, um, to be able to do this in podcast form as well. Um, so any feedback that you have for me on these types of podcasts, talking about anatomy in a podcast form, um, I'm all ears on it. So anyway, thank you guys for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And as you know, we give all of our content and training away for free. So it would really mean a lot to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. And if you thought that this episode in particular was helpful, consider sending it to somebody you know who you think could benefit as well. Thanks again, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.